0: john's gospel chapter number one you can open your bibles or you can look on your phone or you got your pad or whatever you're using if you want a bible and don't have one you want to use one of ours raise your hands and we'll let you borrow one of our bibles john's gospel the first chapter here the writer john writes something here And he's recording this by inspiration by the Holy Spirit in verse number 1 is where we're going to go. John's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 1. If you're there, say, I'm there. Okay, I guess we're ready to go here. And I want you to notice what it says here in verse 1. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made notice what it said in verse 3 all things were made through him through who the word everyone say the the word jesus is the word of god made flesh so all things were made by jesus and without him nothing was made that was made Without the word, nothing was made, all right? Go, now turn back and go to Luke's gospel. Go back to Luke's gospel, chapter 4, verse 1. We read this portion of scripture last week, Luke's gospel, chapter 4, verse number 1. And it says this, Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted 40 days by the devil. And in those days he ate nothing, and after it, when they had ended, he was hungry. And the devil said unto him, everyone said, the devil said. If you're the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. But Jesus answered him, saying, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by what? Every word. Of God. Every word of God. So the word was made flesh, and here we see that we live by every word of God. Finally, Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Someone said, who makes a coffee in your house? Hebrews. Hebrews. You'll laugh at that later this afternoon. I'll be peering at the comedy club down the street. Hebrews chapter number 11, verse number 1. All these start at verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtain a good testimony, our King James says, report. By faith, everyone say faith. We understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. Everyone say, the Word of God. God. So that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible. Those are our texts. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the reading of the Word of God. And there's something for us all today, Father, I pray, Father, that you would speak to each heart, even to my heart today as we examine the scriptures. And Father, as you speak to our heart, we believe that light and revelation and understanding will come that will help us greatly in Jesus' name. Someone said amen. Amen. Well, you know, here we were with you last week, and last week we talked about this. We talked about the power of the spoken word. I don't know if you really realize or not, but there's power in the Word of God. Amen? And there's power when things are spoken. You know, um, you can have someone speak negatively over you, and that can have an effect on you. You know, if you have a parent that says, you know, you're a no-good, worthless child, and I'm sorry that you were ever born. How many know that's going to have an effect on that child? Because those are words that are being spoken. You know, the, uh, not the Bible, but when I was a kid, they, they used to say, uh, uh, was it sticks and stones may break my bones, but what? Words, words well, what? Never. Never hurt me. That is not true. You can offend people with words. Amen? Or have you ever been in a room where someone's been arguing and two people have been arguing and then you come into the room and, you're, and everyone's quiet, but you, when you step in the room, you realize words have been spoken here because it's in the atmosphere. You can sense it. Then you ask, is anything wrong? Oh. oh, nothing's wrong. No, no, something's wrong. Someone spoke or said something that changed the atmosphere. Well, the Word of God, when it is spoken, is important. And we talked to you about the power of the spoken Word of God last week. And last week we pointed out that in the Word of God, in John's Gospel, chapter 1, which we read today, verse 1, It says, in the beginning was the word. We said that 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 word in the Greek means logos. Means the word of God. And then in Luke's gospel, chapter 4, verse 4 says, but Jesus answered him and said, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, and that word is rhema. And so the Logos is the whole Word of God in itself, but Rhema is an inspired Word of God. And both are needed and both are necessary. We covered that last week. We covered the fact that the power of the spoken Word must be unleashed when you're in battle. When you're going through a battle in your life, you have to unleash the power of the spoken Word. Amen? Amen. And you and I need to take the word of God, just like Jesus did. Jesus said, if, he questioned his identity, or if you are the son of God, command these stones to be turned into bread. He questioned his identity, and he attacked him in the area where he was weak. He's under attack from the enemy. It's the enemy that's attacking you. You guys remember this from last week. I'll say it again, it's the enemy that's trying to attack you. And when he attacks you, you have to speak words. The worst thing you can do when you're under a a full attack is to say nothing and ponder what's being said and meditate on what was said. That won't help you. Sometimes you just have to rise up and you have to open your mouth and speak. I, and this, you know, it's kinda of, it's interesting, but this'll work I remember when I was about nineteen years old, I think it was nineteen and I got a job and I was working at this restaurant and it's my it's a Friday night and I was feeling I wasn't feeling well, probably shouldn't have been at work or whatever, but uh brand new place just opened up and I'm the fry cook, and, you know, I'm frying food and stuff like that and um And I'm just like, man, I don't feel good. I'd like to go home. And this thought came to me. The enemy attacks you through thoughts. And this thought came to me, why don't you stick your hand in that hot grease and then you'll be able to go home for the night. Now, the friar's at 365 degrees. Now, that thought came to me, and I don't know God. But I stood there, and this is what I said. I'm not doing that. It looks like a rocket science, right? But did you know there are some people that sit there and ponder, maybe I should do that. I mean, that, why would I want to inflict pain on myself? Right? And why? It's going to cost me money, Right? I'm going to be in the hospital, I'm going to be in a burn unit, may cost me my life, right? Did you know that that was an attack from the enemy? And I didn't even know. I just knew that I, I may not be the sharpest pencil in the drawer, but on that night, I knew <laughs> this, is, this is not a good deal. And I'm thankful that I opened my mouth and said something. Well, when you're under attack, you got to open your mouth and say something, Amen? You know, when your air conditioning breaks down in your house, and then you go to the car, and the air conditioner's not working in your car, then you go to work, and the air conditioner's out in the office, I got news for you, you're under an attack. <laughs> that just not, that's not a coincidence. You have to say some things. And so we need to speak the Word of God. And we talked about the Word is... Uh, In uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17, it says, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Right? Praying always with all prayer. And so we're supposed to take the word when we're in a battle. We're supposed to take the word and we're supposed to pray with it. Amen? And then number two, we talked about last week, you must receive the spoken word. When God speaks a word, you have to receive it. Amen? Amen? When he's speaking a rhema word to you, you got to receive it, right? So the angel appears to Mary, right? And she's a little teenage girl, right? And the angel Gabriel starts talking to her about her having a child and not knowing a man and this child's going to be supernatural and the Holy Ghost is going to come upon her. And, you know, this immaculate birth is going to take place. And you know what she says? She said, be it unto me, Lord. She received the word, amen? And when you receive the word that God sends you, right? That makes a big difference in your life. So we talked about those two things. So we just wanted to add a little bit more to this uh, message. So today, the title of today's message is The Spoken Word Can Change Your World. Turn to your neighbor and say, The Spoken Word... Can change your world did you know a lot of people don't like the world that they live in all right there are a lot of people unhappy in the world today they don't like what they're experiencing in life some people don't even like themselves this is really a great message <laughs> some people don't like where they're living at They don't like where they're at in their finances. They don't like where they're at in their health. They don't like where their family's at. They don't like the neighborhood they live in. They don't like the country they live in. Well, how do you change the world that you live in? You and I are going to change the world we live in by opening our mouths is one way you change the world that you live in. You know, if you say every time, and it just seems like every time we get together, all we do is just fight anymore. You know, this used to be such a great mess marriage, but all we do now is just fight all the time. How many you know, how are you going to change that? You're going to need to start talking differently about your marriage, because death and life is in the power of the what? What? Let's go back and look at Hebrews chapter 11, and I'm at verse number 3. All right, let's start at 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So God framed the worlds, so that the things which are seen are not made of things which are visible. I'm going to read that out of the New Living Bible. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. And so my first point here is is that you and I... the spoken word that can change your, uh, change your world, the first point is start reframing your world by speaking God's word. God framed the world. How did this world come into existence? Someone said it was a big bang. God spoke and a bang took place, right? God spoke and said what? Let there be light, right? go with me to Genesis chapter 1. Let's take a look at it. We won't bypass it. Genesis chapter 1. We got time, right? Genesis chapter number 1. Go there with me. This is the I like Genesis is a great book of the Bible. There's a lot in there. It's the book of beginnings. And in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, it says this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Stop. Your words, just like God's words, can create things. Right? Your words can create a lot of things in your own personal life, right? But it's powerful when you start speaking what God has to say over your life. Verse 2. The earth was without form. Stop. So the earth did not have form to it, right? So how's the earth going to get formed? It's going to get formed by God speaking words. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Verse 3, and God said, let there be what? Light. And there was light. Amen? Did you notice that God spoke light into existence? Now, there was no light, right? Because darkness was there. But God spoke, let there be light, and light came into existence. Did you know God is starting to frame the earth? And God framed the universe. And God framed the, the, the sea and what's in the sea and the fish. Someone says, what came first, the chicken or the egg? God spoke the chicken first, and the chicken lays eggs. Eggs do not lay chickens. <laughs> the chicken was first, right? But God spoke the chicken in to existence through his words. Did you know that we can expeak, speak things into existence by our words? Especially the word of God. You can wreak havoc over your, in your own life by speaking stupid, foolish things over your life. I was thinking about, and I mentioned this a couple of months back, maybe about five months ago, I was thinking about the basketball player Kobe Bryant, and so on, and his family said that, you know, Kobe always said that he would die young in life, then he died in a horrible crash, and he said that repeatedly over and over and over again, words. Words have a lot to do with it. God said, let there be light, and light was. And God saw the light, it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, so the evening and the morning were the first day, verse 6. Then God said, everyone say, God said. <laughs> let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. Verse 8, and God called the firmament heaven so the evening and the morning were the second day verse 9 then god said let the waters under heaven be gathered into one place and let dry land appear and so god's calling it the way he wants it amen and you and i need to start calling it the way we want it amen if you want to live long start talking about living long amen i said amen right Jesus said this, no man takes my life, I lay it down. In other words, I don't care who you are, you're not going to kill me. I lay my life down when I'm ready, when God tells me it's time to lay my life down. That's a good way to live, isn't it? Amen? Whew. God said with long life he would what? Satisfy us. So there's no sense in dying early. <laughs> right? I'm not satisfied, God. I mean, I mean, I've been on this earth, and the Cleveland Browns have yet to win a Super Bowl. We're not going anyplace. <laughs> hey, don't speak those words. <laughs> right? Makes a big difference how we speak. You know, anyone like, anyone ever eat at Pizza Hut or got pizza from Pizza Hut? Who like Pizza Hut? The Hut, right? I remember back in the day where they didn't have 10,000 pizza places, you had the Hut, right? And so if you wanted pizza, you want to place an order, right? And they had landlines back then. There were no cell phones. Anyone old enough to remember that? You young people, man, you guys have missed out. <laughs> but you picked up the phone, and you call it the hut, right? And then they say, well, I, I want to place an order. I want to pick it up, right? And so what do you do? You say, I want a, now my favorite pizza, sausage. I like an Italian sausage pizza with extra cheese on it, please, right? Our spicy Italian sausage on it with extra cheese, right? I'm telling them what I want, right? And guess what? They go and make what I want. I'm calling what I want to take place in my life. And your words every day are calling what you want every day in your life. Your words are powerful. So if you don't like, many times we speak wrong because we think wrong. We have to open our Bibles and renew ourselves, renew our minds to what God has to say about us, right? Right? We have to say what God says about us, right? And God has a lot to say about your life and my life. When we start speaking what God has to say about us, our lives start to take a a turn, James said it this way in the book of James, it says, your tongue and my tongue is like a rudder on a ship. And the rudder, as you turn the rudder, it turns the ship, right? If you want to turn something in your life, your tongue is going to be one of the key things that will help turn what's going on in your life. Amen? Amen. Or your tongue is going to be the key of setting your whole life on fire. You can cause a lot of problems with your tongue. Well, you know, I'm just real. I believe in just telling people like it is. Oh, where's that getting you at? <laughs> it's getting you a lot of hate mail. It's getting you text messages. It's getting you emails. It's getting people cursing you out because you have no wisdom. <laughs> this is a great message, Pastor Oh, well, Thank you. I know. I know. Your words matter greatly. And so we have to speak what God has to say. Amen? Amen. Now, let's give you an example of this. This is God in action. Go with me to Genesis chapter 17. God had a man by the name of Abram, who later became known as Abraham. And he's the father of a multitude. And God came and spoke to him when he was 99 years old. How many of you know 99 is getting up there? Right? And I want you to notice what God said in verse 1. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am Almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you And multiply you exceedingly. Then Abraham fell on his face and God talked with him saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you and you shall be a father of many nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. Now, he's 99 years old and hasn't had any kids at this point. And God says, I'm going to make you a father. You know what people would naturally want to do? Say, uh, what you talking about? (laughs) You know, uh, I'm not thinking about having kids at this age, God, because, you know, somebody's got to change diapers. (laughs) Right? But he had a lot of servants or whatever but he's 99 years old and he's never had any kids right sarah at that time is um, um, uh, 89 years old and she's never had any kids and passed the season of life for women to have children but god's talking about yeah you're going to become a father right so what did god had to do to get him to become a father he changed his name He says, no longer are you Abram, but from today forward, I'm calling you Abraham. And Abraham in the Hebrew means the father of a multitude. Changed his body, changed his whole life by changing the man's name. That's really powerful when you think about it, amen? He says, I'm calling you a father. Wow. That's a wonderful thing, right? And you know what he had? A year later, he had a boy. And they named him Isaac. Words. And you know what Isaac means? Laughter. God's caused me to laugh. I got a kid. It's Isaac. (laughs) little Isaac over here. Amen. You see how that worked? God took something that wasn't in existence and then he changed the man's name and spoke and says, from this day forward I'm calling you Abraham. Did you know that Abraham went down to the office someplace and changed his name? (laughs) Went down to the county or recorder's office, somebody, and said, you know what, Uh, today, uh, now all the hired help, and once you start calling me Abraham today, amen. And he became a father of a multitude. What we do is we call things in our lives the way it already is. Well, I'm sick today. If you want to change sickness, you got to start saying, I'm what? Healed you got to start talking health. Amen? Amen? If you want to live long, quit talking about dying. Amen? I don't give two cents what the doctors say. I'm going to go with what God says. He says I'm going to live long. Amen? So all this talk about dying is leaving my mouth. I'm not talking about that anymore. And yes, I'm making plans for my future. It's okay to make plans for the future. Amen. Yeah, we're going to do this. Hey, start laying it out. I hope someone's getting this this morning. You can take what isn't in your life, and if you'll start speaking it, it shows up in your life. Amen. I, I I tell you, I just don't have any joy. I just I just don't have any joy, Pastor. Well, I, Though the Word of God says what the fruit of the Spirit is what? One of the fruits of the Spirit is joy and peace. I don't have any peace. Well, guess what? One of the fruits of the Holy Spirit is joy and peace and love, right? I just don't, I have a hard time loving people. Those are three of the fruits of the Spirit. When you get born again, the Holy Spirit is there and He brings with Him fruits and one of the fruits is joy. So really, you got joy on the inside of you. You just got to tap into it. Right. Right. Amen. I'm so hilarious. I'm so full of joy. I got joy. I got joy. I tell you what, I tell you one thing. I'm when I go to work today, I'm going in. I don't care what's going on. I'm coming in with joy. Amen. I got the joy, joy, joy. I got real joy. Wonderful joy. Because Jesus is coming to my heart. I got joy. Amen. Amen. I refuse to be depressed. Words. Powerful words. Starts churning things. It's amazing how your words can turn things. But you have to frame it. You know, I've watched these guys and they frame houses right and they got their hammers and they're framing what you and i are going to live in right and they follow the blueprints or whatever and they frame it just the way it was drawn up right you got to draw it up and start framing it amen amen if you need a job the worst thing you can say is there's no jobs out there start saying everyone wants to hire me (laughs) you'll get multiple offers but you got to believe that right Romans 4, 17 says it this way, as it is written, I've made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things that do not exist as though they did. God calls those things that do not exist as though they are. And so what what he wants it to be. And so we need to remember that. Go with me to Isaiah 55. Why should we speak God's word? Isaiah the 55th chapter, please. Isaiah the 55th chapter. And I'm glad this is in our Bibles so that you and I get it today. Isaiah chapter 55. And I want you to notice this at verse number 8. Are you guys ready? For my thoughts, this is what God is saying. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts, right? And so we got to start thinking like God, right? Because God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Verse 10, for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and does not return there but water the earth and it brings forth and bud and makes it give seed to the sower and bread to the eater stop right there does rain and snow come down from the clouds it doesn't go back up into the clouds does it right you know what it does it waters the earth right and then what is the earth designed to do? The earth is designed to make things sprout up. That's already the seed that's in it. It sprouts up, right? Verse 11. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I send it. Someone should say glory to God right there. Amen? god's word is the same thing it comes out of his mouth it's released and whatever it's released into it changes it amen so you and i need to take god's word and release it over our own lives and start confessing what god has to say about us right so God says, I will increase you more and more, you and your children. How I many that's a good thing to say? Amen? Amen? God's bringing increase to my life. Amen? I got increased favor. Amen? Me and my children more and more. We got increased finances. Me and my children more and more. That's a great scripture, isn't it? Wouldn't that be a good thing to speak over your kids? Amen? Number two, change your world by speaking faith-filled words. I want to say faith-filled words. Jesus gave us an example. Mark's Gospel, chapter 11. Mark's Gospel, the 11th chapter, please. I'm, I'm taking my time here. I just want you to get this. Mark's Gospel, chapter 11. And I want you to notice here that Jesus comes to a fig tree. Verse 12. Now... The next day, when he had come out of Bethany, he was hungry, Jesus was hungry. And seeing uh, seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for the figs. In response, Jesus said to it. Everyone say, he spoke to it. In response, Jesus spoke to it, Let no man eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. Now, Jesus is speaking to a tree. (laughs) You ever talk to your tomato plants? (laughs) Jesus is speaking to a tree here, right? And he's using it as an object lesson to teach his disciples something. So he goes to the temple, cleanses the temple, comes home in the evening, right? Verse 19, and when evening had come, he went out of the city. How many know you go home the same way you usually came, right? Now, verse 20. Now, in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you curse is withered away. So Jesus answered and said unto them, have faith in God. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does that down in his heart, but believes those things he says uh, will be done. He will have whatever he says. Stop right there. Did you know Jesus released his faith and spoke to the fig tree? And he said, no one's going to eat fruit off you hereafter forever, right? jesus cursed the fig tree in other words jesus said to the fig tree you're gonna die what did the fig tree do to jesus i don't know but gee, the bible says that jesus spoke to it or responded to the fig tree right and the next day the fig tree died now when they went home that night on the way home they didn't see the fig tree was dead, but the next morning they saw it was dead. Did you know that Jesus' words worked on that fig tree all night until it died? And you and our, our words are working on things when we're sleeping at night the word, the very words that we spoke. Man, we've got to speak what God has to say. Amen. He released his faith. What he believed is what he got, amen? Now, I was in Panama. In Panama, they have these uh, parrots. They got giant macaws. I mean, they got birds. So I'm in in Panama, and I got parakeets flying over my head, over my head, four of them, flew over my head one time, boom. And uh, they can learn and pick up phrases and say things, but the difference is, is they can never believe it in their hearts. It's what you believe in your heart instead of your mouth. That's what changes things. Amen? Amen. So, what can you believe God for? Well, you're going to believe only what you know from the Word of God. If you don't know much of the Word of God, then you can't believe for a whole lot, right? But you can believe negative things, right? Right? And you can speak... Fear out of your mouth. I know when the report comes back from the doctors, it's going to say it's cancer I just know it. You believe that, and you just spoke that out of your mouth. You're actually helping to speak cancer into existence. It can work for you or it can work against you. Jesus said this. He says, in other words, he says, you're supposed to speak to your mountain. Be thou removed and be cast into the sea. Why do you say into the sea? Because the sea is the only thing that can hide a mountain. I don't ever want to look at you again. So we got to talk to things. There's times in your life you just got to talk to fear. I wish I had two people that would get on board with me. You got to talk to fear, amen? Sometimes you just have to say to fear, you know what? Fear, I speak to you in the name of Jesus. You leave me. I refuse to be afraid because the word of God says, fear not. And the word of God says, fear not all throughout the Bible. It's every place. Right? I mean, there's a lot of scriptures that say, fear not. So I'm not going to be afraid here. Fear is the opposite of faith. Why would I want to be afraid here? Amen? Praise God. Man, we got to start working this thing the way we start changing our world that we live in. Things can start changing for you. Things can start changing for you this week. Amen? Amen? Things are going to start changing for you today. It's what you believe in your heart and what you say out of your mouth. Amen. Do you believe God's big enough to deal and take care of that problem that you got going on in your life? Yes. Find scriptures that cover your problem or whatever and start speaking what the Word of God has to say. Amen. Amen. It makes all the difference in the world. We got one portion of scripture. We got three scriptures and we're done. Mark's Gospel chapter four. This is Jesus in action. There's a problem that's taking place. Mark's Gospel chapter four. And I want you to notice here in verse number, they were in the midst of a storm, right? And the disciples, Jesus was asleep on a pillow. His head's on a pillow and it's storming outside. How I many you know they thought that they were gonna go under? They're in a boat and they're in a storm, right? Verse 38. Uh, Verse 37, and a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern asleep on a pillow and they awoke him and said to him, teacher, don't you care that we're perishing? And he arose and he, what? Rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace be still. Everyone said, peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And when he, but he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? So Jesus spoke to the storm and said, peace be still. Do you think that if he would speak to your mind, peace be still, that your mind would get quiet? Right? Right? The disciples accuse Jesus of, you don't care about us, God. You don't, Lord, you don't even love us. We're in this storm and you're asleep. You don't care if we perish out here or not. They're bringing an accusation against him. And then Jesus rises up, rebukes the wind and says, peace be still. And there's a great calm, right? Storm's over with at that point. Stop being a storm chaser and be a storm eraser. (laughs) Amen? Get rid of him out of your life, right? He's demonstrating this. Jesus spoke to things constantly. He spoke to a dead man and said, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus came forth. Jesus spoke to things. And we have to learn to speak to things, right? Now, we got to finish your Romans chapter 10. Romans, the 10th chapter. Oh, my goodness, there's so much. Romans chapter 10. And I want you to look at verse number 6. <clears throat> but the righteousness of faith, righteousness, right standing. But the right standing of the faith speaks this way. Do not say in your heart who will ascend to heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or to say who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. There are things that you and I should never say in our heart. He's addressing what you shouldn't say before what you, do you should say. In other words, don't say, Jesus, could you please come down from heaven and stand in my bedroom tonight? and take away this fever, don't say that. Jesus, could you come up out of the grave and help me? Don't say that. Jesus, already, Jesus is already taking care of everything that you and I need in life, right? Now notice this, verse 8. But what does it say? What does faith say? But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth, and where? You have to have The word of God in your heart, and when it's in your heart, it comes out of your mouth. The word, notice this, but what is it? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes into righteousness or right standing and with the mouth confession is made into salvation. So say praise the Lord. Amen. That's how you get born again. You confess Jesus out of your mouth as Lord and Savior of your life. Right? Did you believe that in your heart? Did you speak it out of your mouth? That's how you get say well if you get saved that way could you get healed that way that word salvation means more than just being saved it's talking about deliverance it's talking to that word means health there's a lot of things that that word means that's how you get this thing to work in your life amen isn't that wonderful I need to hear the God's word. It goes down into my heart. Eventually I start speaking it out of my mouth because it's in my heart and it starts changing my world. Yeah. That's how you go from being lost without God to being in the family of God. You had to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. You went from one family spiritually and you changed over here to this family and it was based upon your words and what you spoke and what you believed. This is is a formula throughout the entire Word of God. And somehow or another, we miss it. Ephesians 6. God gave me this scripture last night. I'm sorry, Romans chapter 6. I'm trying to finish. Romans chapter 6. God gave me this scripture last night. And I thought, what is this scripture for? Now I know what it's for. uh, Romans chapter 6. And I want you to notice this. If you're there, say, I'm there. I'm there. Now, <clears throat> okay, Romans chapter 6, look at verse 7. For he, who has, for he who has died has been freed from sin. Did you know when you die, you're no longer a sinner? Right? When you die, do you owe people any money? <laughs> No, right? You're dead, right? Right? Now, look at this verse, verse 18. And having, be, and having been set free from sin, you became slaves to righteousness. Stop right there. Sometimes I'll hear Christians say this well, I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. Um, first of all, I'm not old. <laughs> and second of all, when I made Jesus Lord of my life, I'm not a sinner. You see how you're talking against what God has said about you? Right? I am not a sinner. I used to be a sinner, but I'm free from sin, right? The word, did you know the Word of God says when you, when you give your life to Jesus that you and I have been freed from sin? And if we're free from sin, then that means that I'm not a sinner. And if God got me free from alcohol, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. If if Jesus has set me free from alcohol addiction, then I'm not an alcoholic, right? And so, AA may say you'll always be an I'm always an alcoholic. No, I've been set free from alcohol. I'm not an alcoholic. amen, amen. Are, you, are you getting this right we've been conditioned to say certain things but we got to bring it back oh i'm just an old sinner saved by grace i'm not old i'm not a sinner and guess grace did save me but according to this scripture having been set free from sin you've become <laughs> slaves to righteousness right yes i have been set free from sin and if you've been set free from sin, what does that mean? I don't have to sin. Amen? Amen. So why do you keep looking at yourself as a sinner? Well, God could never like an old sinner like me. I thought you yes, asked Jesus to be Lord of your life. I did. Well, he loves his children. Don't you believe that God loves his children? Uh, yes, I do. Then So why do you view yourself as an old sinner? Amen. This, verse 22. Romans 6, 22. But now, having been, having been set free from sin, did you notice he's talking about being set free from sin again? Isn't it great? Did you know, that, did you know when you made Jesus Lord of your life, you've been set free from sin? Amen. You know what you got to do? You got to renew your mind. Your mind, you've been programmed to think and speak a certain way. And as you start reading the word of God, all of a sudden you come across scriptures and go, wait a minute here. Uh, sin doesn't have to dominate my life. I mean, I can live holy. I, I, I don't have to, you may, if you do sin, I can ask God to forgive me, but I don't, I'm not a sinner I'm a new creature in Christ. Amen. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things are new. That's who I used to be. Yeah. I used to be a jerk, but I'm not a jerk anymore. <laughs> right? I'm not a jerk. Hey, isn't it great? That a movie called The Jerk, but I'm not the jerk. <laughs> now, my neighbor acts like a jerk, but I'm not a jerk because I'm born again. Amen. 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 Change your world by speaking what God has to say about you. Amen. Boy, stand up. We're done. Amen. Thank God we're healthy. Amen. We're healthy. Praise God. We're blessed. Amen. know when people when they sneeze you know how people say bless you did you know that they're speaking a blessing over your life that's great isn't it man so much here so much the power of a spoken word matters greatly and my time's up. i got to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for renewing, bringing back to our remembrance these truths, Father. And Father, as we put your word to work in our lives, as we put it down in our hearts and as it comes out of my mouth, Father, our mouths, it's working for us, not against us. Say this, will we say, Father, in the name of Jesus. You have forgiven me of my sins, so now I forgive others of their sins. Thank you for putting love in my heart for the very people that have done me wrong. You forgave them, now I forgive them by faith in the name of Jesus. That's how you forgive people. It's by faith. I just forgive them, Lord. <coughs> they're a bunch of knuckleheads. They don't know what they're doing. I just forgive them, God. <laughs> just forgive them. Amen. That was for somebody. That's a, that was for somebody. Just forgive them. Amen. Praise God. That is it. Do we have anything? We are done. Turn around and tell two or three people it was good to see you today. Be blessed and we'll see you next Sunday.